Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Roleplay Retcon does not own any part of the movies we retcon, nor are we associated in any way with the artists who make them. Also, while we're not the rowdiest bunch, we are adults goofing off, so sometimes we might say some things some people wouldn't want their kids to hear. The music in this series was created by Ben Prunty. Check him out on Bandcamp or wherever you listen to music. Hey everyone, hey, and welcome to Roleplay Retcon's rehash of Valerian and Laureline and the City of a Thousand Planets. Now, for those of you who might be new to this podcast, a rehash is a special episode that we do at the end of a series to discuss how we did at recreating the movie, if we improved it, our ideal casting of characters, and we hear from our ret cronies, what we call our lovely fans, about how they'd recon the movie. I am, of course, joined by... My lovely hosts, Ben. That's me. This is so professional. And Jensie. That's me. And we're joined once again by my lovely wife, Jeanette. It's me. <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna do this thing. Also, a little point of order. This is officially our one hundredth episode. Yay! Yep. Happy one hundred. We had a bit of a kerfuffle back then. We had a mislabeling of things, and I thought our 100th episode was going to be the last episode, but it's actually this one, so we're all good now. I don't think anyone knew that until you just said that. (laughs) And now everyone knows. Yeah. Yeah. Even me. Even Jensi, who canonically knows nothing. Canonically. Canonically. Like, Like real life canon? Like the maybe the Western canon no. of literature, no, just 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 podcast Gen Z. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just this character like the, that the, I've created the character, for our the podcast. character of Gen Z. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The character of Gen Z on Roleplay Retcon the podcast. Um, All right. The imp- 100th so, yeah. episode 100. on the finale. The important thing 100. here to do, hundred, is to thank the Ret Cronies, which is oh our beautiful, beautiful Ret Cronies. Which is what we call our audience, even though we forget to call them that a lot. Mm-hmm. We do. 
But thank you all so much. We really, truly appreciate you sticking with us for so long for 100 whole episodes. With you without all are the you, best. without you listening to us, it would just be three goobers yelling at their computers and rolling dice occasionally. And wouldn't that be silly? Even if you haven't been here for all 100 episodes, and maybe you're just here for this episode or this series. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Jeanette, you say thank you, too. Thank you. <laughs> so, so, let's begin by talking about... Let's talk about the original movie okay. and what everybody thinks, thought of it. I know my uh, opinions on it have been often at the forefront of this and very loud and repetitive and whatnot. So let's let's just rehash and see what okay. everybody else feels about it. Huh? That's what we call it that. Yeah, it's not really funny if we just say the thing we're doing. It's not like Maybe. it's a joke. Maybe. I was going to rewatch this movie to like put my like stream of consciousness thoughts down and I could not bring myself to do it, which has never been true <laughs> of any movie we've, we've watched. Like I didn't watch the movie excessively in my preparation for this, uh, this series. In fact, once we got started, I think I may have watched it only once afterward, just to, just to get a few of the, uh, the names and, and some of the se- that, that early scene in big market, right? I will but, say you did do something beyond that, though. You bought the comic and you ex- you studied the comic extensively. Well, I did that on top of the movie bef- before even the the, the show oh. had started. But yeah, mm-hmm. I did get the the comic. I got not only a set of the comics, like the first three or four series, uh, but I got the sixth one. I think it was that the movie is actually based on the Ambassadors in the Shadows. Yeah. So yeah. I read some of these, mm-hmm. but I think you didn't want us to read that one. Yeah, I didn't want y'all to read that particular one, just and because. I, sti- I still haven't. Um, so I want to ask you, like, how close is the movie to that? Like, plot-wise? Um, so, the movie to that is uh, pretty close as far as hitting all the, the, the beats of it, with the major exception that... They don't exist. Yeah, uh, Bubbles' character is, well, they're there, they're called something different, and yeah. it's a very minor role. They're just kind of like, oh, we're just we're just weird fantasy playboys that just make up illusions for anybody to get their, their rocks off at. Oh, that's right, because um, they had a different name in the comic, didn't they? Yeah. But the big thing was that whole bit where Valor- Valerian does it in the movie is actually just Laureline. Like, Valerian is not involved in this almost at all. Hmm. He's he's there at the beginning, and then he's he's the one that gets kidnapped along with the uh, the uh, the ambassador. Hmm. And that we don't see Valerian again until the very end when when Laureline finds them. Okay. But a lot of the other beats are, are pretty similar. Uh I actually it's been we've Y'all, we've been working on this series for a minute. When we did we have. when did we start recording on this? June. It was May. like no, it was May. Was it May? It felt wow. like it was longer than that. But it's been it's been too long, and I don't really remember it's a lot a about the comic. I just wondered, like it, it felt like so it felt like a movie that was trying too hard to stick to its source material. Which I kind of used to be a stickler for, but I've really changed my like opinion on it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so it felt like I really 
kind of realize that you can worship your source material like too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, well, honestly, what I've read of the comics, like the writing's not that great. Uh, like, or at least their plot work isn't like, yeah, they, I kind of don't care to have a plot. They're just kind of a series of cool adventures that don't really have a story story to them. It was, it was the sixties. It was uh, yeah. French, French pulp. Uh, they didn't really have to have a lot of that because uh, uh, they were really the only ones in the game at the time right. doing it. Yeah. Well, and, they, uh, like there was sci-fi before that, but I, I, I'll bet like this was one of the first comics that like in science fiction, aliens were bad guys, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is this is one that was like kind of portraying them as like an actual people. Um, oh, yeah. even I even read one comic. Do not remember the name of it. But I, I read an extra comic that, like, Laureline was kind of the star of. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was about, like, this government that they work for, like, kind of trying to oust this indigenous people from their planet. And, like, Laureline, like, ha- was having none of it. Mm-hmm. And, like, Valerian wasn't cool with it, but he was kind of like, eh, it's kind of my job. Uh, he was kind of waffling on it, so they had sort of falling out in that. Um, so that was also like, I mean, to you know, have a have a like a colonizer story and something in the '60s was probably a big deal. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. But yeah, I mean, beyond those things, I just really wanted this movie to be uh, the fifth, the fifth element. element too. <laughs> <laughs> we all did, and I, in some ways, it did. And I, I just, I have to wonder what the cutting room floor looked like because this movie was stunningly, vi- like visually stunning. Oh yeah. So uh, you have to gorgeous. wonder if it's just, if it just went through production hell and they just cut the good parts of the movie, or they just cut the movie apart, or I don't know, some kind of hiccups that they had that caused it to have so much bad in it. Like, and it really wasn't the story. It was really the script and the the actors. And you had some big name mm. actors in it, so there was really no excuse for them to have terrible acting. So I just I just wonder if there's something we don't know. I think it was a matter of chemistry more than them actually like being terrible actors. Mm. Like I actually don't I doubt Dane DeHaan is a bad actor. Like Probably. what was he in that we thought it was good? I don't remember. Wait, I'm gonna I don't think he it was uh, Spider Man Two, Amazing oh, yeah, Spider Man Two, as the Green played, Goblin. He played the Green Goblin. He was all right, mm. man. Yeah, because I mean, he played that wasn't a, the, that wasn't the he good played movie, a small, but... creepy man. Yeah, <laughs> which is what he was in this God. movie. Yeah, it was. yeah. Well, and, that, and that's part of it. Like, I, I, <laughs> I, th- I think that was such a good. <laughs> <laughs> what well, he did that weird thing with his voice. Uh, <laughs> Like Batman, like yeah, he was trying yeah. to like Batman up his voice, and it was kind of like just let this guy be himself. Like yeah. you don't have to make him a square jawed guy. You were like halfway in the right direction of like reimagining the character, and then they were well, like, he, oh, but do your gruff manly voice, and it's like he well, changes. Just let him be him. He changes yeah, so much through it because at the beginning he's all fun loving and like bubbly in the beginning of the movie, and then like. As soon as they get to Point Central, he just becomes just very gray and like not, not exciting, and just that Batman voice comes out, mm-hmm. and he's just he just, and then he never really goes back to that nice like fun like kind of 
personality again. I hated you know, them. I hated I, them from the moment I have they to, appeared. I have to disagree with you here, Jeanette. The first time I saw him, I was like, his mannerisms and the way that he spoke, I was like, this is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. No like, facial it expression. really put me off. Yeah, he has Everything, like... like that first scene with them, I was like, this guy makes my skin crawl. And I yeah. I had like a really negative visceral reaction to him as soon as I saw well, he's him. A creepy, so I never got, he's a like, creepy a nice... tiny man. <laughs> he's just creepy. Yeah. So like the, 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 the speech at the end, um, Laureline's, uh speech about like love, where she's like, that's what love is. <laughs> I really like that. <laughs> I I kind of was like, oh. Oh, where were these people the whole movie? I know. And I realized that the screenwriters were also in love with that speech. And so mm. this whole thing where they're like, they're like, I do kind of like this uh, this trope where sometimes we're introduced to characters who have already known each other for a long time. That's kind of cool. Mm. But like, they're wanting to get married straight off. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, who are you people? You're wanting to get married? I don't even know who you are. Mm-hmm. You clearly don't have the chemistry to be getting married. Um, yeah. I realized all of that was in service of this speech. They did all that in the whole two hours of this movie to make that speech work. I, I feel like they sacrificed a lot for it. I I don't know if I agree with that, honestly. Because, like, Valerian wanted to get married. Uh, Laureline didn't. And Valerian really just wanted to get married because he wanted to he wanted to have CX. <laughs> it's very, like, if you really break it down, it's a little bit anime-ish. Like, I'm going to marry this girl. Like, I'm going to marry her because well, she's that, cool. Like, that might have been it, cute. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's, the, it's the, she wasn't, she hadn't, like, I guess they hadn't, uh, hadn't become a mutual thing. He just had this idea in his head that he wanted to marry her, so he had to, like, act tough and show off all the time and so it was fun to watch a movie for an hour and a half watching a dude <laughs> stumble over his lines to try and impress this girl see that would have been cute i guess if he had done it a little bit more cute it he didn't do yeah. it in a very flattering way though he just yeah. lorded over her expecting her to Ugh. be moved i guess so gross yeah it's pretty, it's instead of being cute it's extremely gross <laughs> So gross. That's, so gross. Honestly, that's my that's that's the biggest problem that I have with this movie is that it's it, it feels like so much of it is so good, but the main characters and it's not even about maybe their acting abilities. I don't even think like I know that the we direction said that, but I don't even think that they're bad actors in general. Right. Yeah, I I maybe. love I love Cara Delevingne. Love Cara Delevingne. She was very good in uh Only You're Murders gonna, in the yeah. Building. Only one uh, season two. Yeah. Season two. I haven't seen season two yet. I didn't even know she was in season two. Well, she's in it. <laughs> I don't think I get Hulu over here in Japan. Uh-oh. But, oh, maybe I do now, actually. I think maybe I do now. But anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> you have to get a well, VPN. <laughs> she's good in it, and you have something yeah. to look forward to now. Yay. Um. But... Oh, Their right. chemistry is so bad, and the things that they say are so bad, and the way that they act are so bad. I think it's the direction and the the screenplay, but I just I it ruined. It's so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's Did facially it, stunning. 
Yeah. I don't. I guess. And there was some cool stuff in it, but like, I don't know, it was a lot of CG. And I I guess it was good CG, but I just, I felt like it was like a blue screen movie. I I don't remember if we said this before, but when they came out with the trailer a year before this, like they they had it announced and it was going to be a year, like me and Alex would watch that trailer like once oh, a week, yeah. we watched it yeah. continuously over because over. Okay. I'll it give was you that one. Yeah. beautiful. It went well with Believe by the Beatles. It was an amazing trailer and we were so excited. And that's part of the disappointment is we were uh-huh. so mm-hmm. pumped. And then mm-hmm. we got to see all of the same scenes we already saw in the trailer. They literally cut everything from, from the movie that was visually stunning and put it in the trailer, which I can't blame them, but then they didn't have anything else that was visually stunning. Gotta get folks to watch the movie. I know. I wanted um, more. I like a little detail that I want to point out before we uh, forget it is like, um, I like that Alex took like Clive Owen's like stupid uh, like cogs and shit on that weird like thing he's wearing around his, his neck and and he like put it in uniform. the form, put on Octobar's armor in our version. <laughs> Ugh. It's God. so stupid. You said so you much. said his Wordle score, and I just laughed. I just laughed out loud mm. at that. That's. I actually. I feel exactly like exactly right. I feel like I stole that move, that joke from someone. <laughs> maybe. Um. Maybe that but came up in the. Discord. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the ripcord on okay. the movie discussion because we are of two minds with roleplay retcon. Let's talk about how we did. How, how how do we think we did with the movie? Let's start with uh let's start with Jeanette first. What do what do you think? How do you think we did? I think we definitely made a we definitely did a better job with the character bubble because she was done dirty. 100%. She mm-hmm. was done dirty in the movie. She just she had Brianna did an amazing job. Like I think people kind of downplayed her because she's not an actress. She's a pop star. But she was honestly the best actress in or actor actress in the entire movie, and they she's only in the movie for a very brief time, and they really could have really I think she could have saved the movie because she was a really good like mediator between all the characters, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and then also like in the movie they downplayed Laureline. And we did a better job of bringing that character up. We did a big, better job of balancing the character, which was a big flaw of the movie. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by balancing? Just instead of Valerian being numero uno mm-hmm. and everyone mm-hmm. being second, third, fourth, they we kind of made it so we were all on the same level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. And and the introduction of Mao that I don't she wasn't in the movie, right? Right, not a yeah. character like that. Um, she was a good. I think she was a good addition to the story. Yeah, she was kind of a quasi thing between um, between Octobar in the movie. Octobar yeah. was the the lesser general, mm-hmm. and uh, and the uh, the shadow ambassador, as it were, from the uh, the the comic that this was based off of. It's kind of an amalgamation of those characters. But in the movie, there wasn't actually anyone kidnapped right it was like a ruse right no in was the it? movie uh um clive owen's character was was kidnapped mm-hmm. oh that's right because he was a bad guy because <laughs> he was he because he was the bad guy 
I hope people know that they were going to get this movie spoiled for them when they started. Yeah, spoilers, I, everyone. I guess, I guess it seems obvious, but we didn't actually say it. Oops. Well, <laughs> they shouldn't watch the movie anyways because it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> they should just listen to this podcast. Oh, you're welcome, friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, somebody said that to us. They said, like, hey, this is cool. Like, I actually don't know anything about this, so I'm kind of just enjoying it. As like, it's like you've done something original. Aww. Nice. That's so. cool. Nice. nice. I will never do anything in original. Never mind pixels, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Screw that movie. All right, Jensi, what, what did you think? How did you think we did? Um, well, I think it was a vast improvement on the movie because, as I've said before, I think this is the least favorite of the movies that we've done. Wow. Not including Showgirls, because we didn't <laughs> actually do that one. We just talked about that yeah. one, but that is a legit. I had fun watching Showgirls, even though I, the actual quality of the movie well, is truly, that's truly because, bad. That's because you got to watch Showgirls with us in a room yeah, full true. of people. Jensi had to watch Showgirls by themselves. And, and I keep I forgetting smell. about the like, truly, truly it's upsetting. terrible, not yeah. fun yeah, scene at the end. Like Even mm. if the rest of the movie was bad, that's, that one scene just makes it extremely upsetting. And it's yeah. it's possibly the worst thing you guys have ever done. But we're not talking about Showgirls. Yeah, That's yeah, right. Sorry. We're blocking it from our memories. Sorry. Yeah, so uh, this movie uh, this movie was bad and I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like we did a much better job in, in all ways. Yeah. But I also, I really liked the addition of Mal. Um, I think it just in general, Alex does a really good job with characters and making new characters. Um, so even all of the like little NPCs that we came up against, um, they were all really great. I love that we even connected with that random NPC. <laughs> Who was it that we were fighting Ethan. him and then he died, Ethan. but then he didn't Jonathan. die? Jonathan. Oh, Jonathan. Jonathan. I thought you were talking about Ethan Hawkman. <laughs> what what happened to Jonathan? No, and I even like that that I didn't hate Ethan Hawkman in this because as you all know, I really hate Ethan Hawk. <laughs> Jo Sorry, Ethan Hawke. He's not listening to this, but maybe that's not a nice he thing was, to say about someone you don't know. He was going to be our one celebrity that liked the show and was going to promote us, and now oh, we've no. lost it. <laughs> that but, makes me feel like a bad person. I'm sorry. I don't really hate him as a person. I just don't think he deserves to be an that's, actor. <laughs> that's what makes it so funny is because, like, yeah, to my knowledge, he's done nothing wrong <laughs> to, you know, crime-wise. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Nothing you know about. All right, Ben, give it to me. Um, I, I kind of got good news and bad news. It's mostly good news. Ben hated everything. No, I actually oh, no. can't decide if this is your best work or if it's Indiana Jones. It's not. Um, my best work will always be that figure I painted on that one June night. Okay. Well, I've never seen that because <laughs> you refuse to show it to anyone. Um. You say it's too hard or something. I don't. I don't know what you mean. Yeah. Um, but uh, I. I think part of that is because the ending to Indiana Jones is so good, and I still think to this day that the finale of Indiana Jones is one of our best episodes, if not the best. Mm -hmm. But I think Indiana Jones kind of dragged a little bit at the beginning, and maybe parts in the middle, um, just a little bit. But I thought. I thought. I thought the Valerian finale kind of fizzled. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I don't want to hurt you. <laughs> but, uh, you I think always I, do, Ben. I always do. Um, I just feel like like the fight with like like just a bunch of like soldiers 
wasn't that interesting. But it was it better than in the movie because they did the same thing. Yeah, but they had cool robots. But it is the same thing. <laughs> we had cool squid people. Yeah. Um, and it was nice that they got to like participate more. So that is an improvement. I'll give you that one. And mm-hmm. but that's not 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 even really my big thing because I think part of that is because I like as a creator don't love these like long combat sequences but i know that there are people listening who do and alex Mm -hmm. is good at running them so i kind of almost want to like not dwell on that a whole bunch because i think that may be just a matter of taste um i mean i I will say that your character is the one that drew the gun to start off the combat yeah well i knew i knew it had to happen like (laughs) i mean it didn't have to i had contingencies written how about that but Okay, to that point, though, the thing that really bothered me was I I feel like a lot of our, like, postscript was, like, it really bothers me still that, like, I kind of felt like Laureline just, like, had to go along with, like, that there, that there was still part of this system that, like, allowed this to happen. And, like, I don't think it could be fixed. Uh, and yeah. I, I felt like, I felt like Laureline would, well, she'd have to leave everyone behind like no one was going to agree with her or come with her and well, she wasn't ready to give up her life for that she, she wanted to be part of the solution and not the problem i mean i mean it takes a, a brave person to you know know when to walk away right and i think she had resources to do that uh, in real yeah. life in real life a lot of us don't have that yeah um but i think that right. that was there um okay she but i want I, I want i want to talk about another thing i liked though i would i don't want to spend any more time on my criticisms i've said them I don't want to dwell on them. There's no reason to, because this was awesome. Yeah. You, uh, I think I've talked a lot about, like, I'm a fan of Pixar's 22 rules of storytelling. Mm-hmm. And one of them is to simplify, focus, and combine characters and hop over detours. And, like, man, you did that, man. Did I? Uh, with Bubble. Oh, yeah. Like, you recognize that there was this interesting character... That could be combined with, you know, the other, like, the mystery, the mystery shit. Oh, Um, yeah. And, like, you simplified that. Hey, also, does the comic, like, just show you the mystery up front in the beginning like it does in the movie? Like, does it have that prologue that shows the, like, Yeah, what a terrible decision. The mules? (laughs) Yeah. I don't don't believe the mule people are a part of that comic. How about that? Or, in fact, um, if I remember correctly, they've got the mule converter, which just... A money pouch that Laureline uses throughout to just like <laughs> get out of situations. It's not a puppy that? at all. No, it's it's the it's the it's the computer. It's a little creature, but like uh, they're like, we can do this thing for you, but you gotta pay money for it. And Laureline's just like, oh well, I have this magic little rabbit thing that just throws money out. Uh-huh. But no, the I think the the secret to that whole thing was the people. That were on Point Central, uh, the 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 mystery characters were actually the people that like started the whole space colony thing, and mm. they had been like pushed to the shadows and like nobody really knew what they were doing. And I think the humans did some sort of like atrocity against their people and tried to sweep it under the rug. And is that, um, is that the you said there was like an indigenous indigenous uh, species? Yeah, they're like got, they're it's like them. Okay. They're more like a progenitor race, I guess, where they were like, they were the, the, the original alphas that made the station and everybody kind of just built on top of what they built and they were forgotten, but they hmm. were still like in the bowels of the thing. Hmm. Hmm. So I actually think the movie thing was actually a little better than that. 
but yeah. it just wasn't handled well. They just they gave away the big mystery like right at the beginning. Well, they mm. gave away the big mystery in the trailer a little bit. They show that scene in the very beginning where they do the shake of hands. I guess that's really not not they like as far as Point Central being built. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, and just my last thing is like uh, I want to talk about Larlene a little bit. So like. <laughs> I had some fun with Laureline for the sake of podcasting. <laughs> mm-hmm. For the sake of podcasting. I don't think that she should be that cartoonishly French in, like, if we were really making a movie, she should not be that cartoonishly French. And she definitely shouldn't be, like, She-Hulk style, like, talking to the camera. Um, <laughs> which is funny when She-Hulk does it. But, but like, still, I do think, I just want to talk, you know, pat myself on the back a little bit. Pat, pat, pat. I think the movie maybe takes itself a little too seriously. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. one of the reasons mm-hmm. Fifth Element's so fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, I love that movie. Well, and they do, I think that's where they, they touch that point a couple of times in, in Valerian, but it goes away, where the Fifth Element, mm. it's very consistent throughout the whole film. You know, you've got caricature characters like Zorg and the clergy guys and the alien you've got all these great characters that just stay fun and and almost cliche in some points and valerian is just like it just goes away when valerian opens his mouth (laughs) (laughs) um also i so in the comics like valerian and laureline's character like relationship is like not explicitly defined at least mm-hmm. not for a long time. It's definitely romantic. Like, it's definitely flirty and stuff. But they're never, like, explicitly a couple. Or, like, they don't say they're, like, dating or anything. Because I guess it's kind of a French thing, you know. Um, but they go on, like, picnics together. And sometimes they kiss. And So why do they need to say that they're a couple? They don't. <laughs> they clearly they don't. are. <laughs> they, do, they don't. That's what I'm saying. That's better. Mm-hmm. I really love that. I really love mm-hmm. how they do like the romance between and they're they're also more than mm-hmm. that in the comics they're not it's it, they really are truly like partners and that's mm-hmm. why i think that's why that like all that really pushes the buttons for me and like i don't completely hate the idea of making it a little more explicit and um and making it like more out loud but them just launching straight into history's most uncomfortable marriage proposals i think is oh why God. like why it really like <laughs> like hurt me mm-hmm. um so um i liked our i liked our cute little like like you know low state low you know low fidelity romance stuff we got had in here lo-fi romance hip-hop sci-fi sci-fi lo-fi hip-hop romance lo-fi romance that you can study too all right i i'm gonna stop rambling i have more notes but i think people are probably glazing over at this point I'm sorry, what was that? Do you want me to repeat how I think people are bored by me? Oh, you're joking. I just got the joke. <laughs> cool boy. Got him. Yeah, that's uh Ladies that's, and gentlemen. That's the kind him. of beyond me. See, I'm just I'm just I'm just so used to it. All right. I'm sorry, Ben. I don't know. I think that one was uh provoked. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sometimes you guys do mean things to me unprovoked, but I think that one was warranted. <laughs> it's true. Like, it's I can't true. be boring and then say, was that boring? And you go, yes, it was boring. And I can't, like, be mad about that. 
<laughs> no, it wasn't boring. I was just kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> It'll be all right. Okay. I say, who has no stakes in it? Alex. Hi. Off, off mic here. I mean, I'm on mic, but you know what I mean. Can yeah. Just aside, I forgot to put it in the script that we should talk about Starfinder. That's, yeah, I see that. Okay, good. It's going to be in there. I added it wait. very recently. <laughs> uh, wait, also off mic. Alex, have you talked about, maybe this is also on mic. I don't know. Alex, have you talked about your thoughts? Mm-hmm. I hadn't. Well, we want to hear your thoughts. Boy, my thoughts. Yeah. You know, there are there are three there are three people living inside of my head right now, or or, wow. or during our production of of Valerian and Laureline in the City of a Thousand Blades. There's there's the Alex over in the corner who really really wanted to do a good job, and he had all these plans to make it like the Fifth Element, and he wanted to you know really explore Point Central mm-hmm. uh, and he- see all the different like biomes that there would be and put all these like different you know alien races in there and he wanted to you know put spaceship battles and car chases and like a lot of this like really interesting espionage and intrigue in there but then there's another alex over in the corner (laughs) who the opposite corner Mm -hmm. who who really liked who really liked like sitting on the couch and Playing Mech Warrior online and mm-hmm. um, like eating Doritos and stuff and not doing any preparation and such. And then there was a third Alex in the oh. triangular other corner of this room uh, who constantly had Ben in his ear telling him how long and boring the series was going to be. And so I feel for that, Alex. That did not I happen. Had, I that it, did happen during it, Dungeons and Dragons. It happened at least three times during Valeria. You're did, like, did, man, this series sure is dragging. I did tell you occasionally that you could work on your pacing. I suppose I did do that. <laughs> but yeah, so what what you got was a, a middling of all those things where I had all these ideas, but I did not plan them. You really cared about this series, though. I mean, mm-hmm. I did, and I didn't. Um, to this weird, just weird degree. Uh, I thought we did a lot of fun things. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we did better than the movie. Oh. Now, I do say that about every one of my things, I realize. But uh, I don't know. I just don't know if if, if I facilitated a, a nice enough place for us to play around in. I thought so. Alex, that is just objectively untrue not even subject that is objectively untrue yeah okay okay i agree but i also kind of think i see where you're coming from like because like is it possible this was doa like is it possible that this setting was like always kind of busted i don't yeah it it might be something like that where i don't know if i could have improved it even if i were just listening to that one alex in the corner when you were explaining it i was kind of thinking in my head you said you wanted you wanted us to be able to explore all of point central but it's just too big for a linear story to follow through on something like that yeah. it's just too that much that is true and it they, is true they tried, and i realized that they really tried to do it in the original movie with the chase scene and that was possibly one of the and that but that wasn't that wasn't point central they did do a point central one and they did show a lot of it yeah but we didn't actually get to embrace those those things. And I was just thinking, I wonder if this this movie or this comic, it should have been a it should have been a video game. 
It should have been like Spider Man. That would have been, like been really like, neat. For the yeah, PS4. I was actually just thinking that. <laughs> or GTA, where mm-hmm. you get to you get to go to all these different places and have missions in this not a linear story that has to be contained confined into a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. So, it's cool that we had all these assets that we could pull from so many different races and all this stuff and cultures, but to be able to embrace it all, you really have to have something that's more able to explore than a podcast or a movie or even a comic. Mm-hmm. And that leads, leads me into my next point, mm-hmm. which was the vessel we used to bring Valerian and Laureline to life, which was Starfinder. And y'all, I, we know that I like the crunchy systems. Uh, mm-hmm. I like, I like, I like math, math, math numbers. And I like a lot of rules and clear set boundaries. And mm-hmm. boy, was there a lot of that in Starfinder. It was the kettle um, cooked. It was the kettle cooked chip of RPGs. The crunchiest. Like, I don't know if it's if it's Starfinder's uh, like a hundred percent Starfinder's fault. I really, I tr- I tried, I tried to to read mm-hmm. into Starfinder. That main book is six hundred plus pages, y'all. I never so felt impossible. like I never felt like you fumbled. And mm. it, well, you know what, you know why that has been. You because I'm, stuff. <laughs> I'm, I made up a lot of the rules on the okay. spot. <laughs> like a, a peek behind the curtain, every single enemy y'all fought was written down on the paper as this guy. He's got <laughs> this AC. He he has this to his attack. He does this much damage, and he's got this much hit points. I did not look up a single enemy in any kind of like monster manual for this. I just made everything nice. up. Nice. And like I quickly I quickly had to like vastly adjust how I do uh skill set DCs because Chensi, Valerian has plus fifteen to like all skills. Yeah, it's wild, right? (laughs) Y'all are level six and you have a plus fifteen to all skills. (laughs) (laughs) Kinda makes me think one of us did this wrong. It could have been me. (laughs) I mean I I helped y'all make well no Oh that's true. Chensi was playing uh, an operator who just yeah. has all like a lot of skills to begin with and then mm-hmm. they picked yeah. like jack of all trades feats which just bumped up all the skills that they didn't have wait a minute max Jency. way to go yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even know i didn't that was not a thing that <laughs> no, no, i didn't Jency, know Jency, i was breaking I, the you character did know, you did know though you're so good I, at starfinder i helped I, you build it we have like yeah audio files <laughs> proof mm-hmm. like it's on, clearly it's on patreon throw those out yep yep uh but yeah just like how do you, you just have to like boost the numbers like, oh, well, I have to make the DC for this one 30. So there's no yeah. chance that that Laureline or Bubble will get this, but Valerian probably will. <laughs> and yeah, it's just like yeah. there's so there was a, so much to Starfinder and I didn't I just I just like, you know what? We're just going to go bare bones. We've got the player. We've got the, the character sheets. That's just what I'm going to work off of. I thought it was wild that they had a they had a race in starfinder that's literally the character bubble oh um, yeah the astrozoans so the astrozoan was in the movie they were called glamopods and then you said in the comic yeah. it was something else but it was hard to remember so it we, was like it's a very oh, it was a very sci-fi was name yeah it's hard with an s it's like selketh or whatever yeah yeah and and so we kept forgetting mm-hmm. i think actually in the beginning we had said we were going to go with Glamopod, but the 
Astrozoan nice. in from Starfinder is just a cool sounding name, so we ended up just using that word instead. Um, and in the the description and their picture in the book looks a lot like Bubbles' character, except it's got a little bit more fleshiness to it. Yeah, they're more like yeah. big starfish. Yeah, and the in the movie they're more like they literally look like like water or maybe even like kind of like the Zora from Legend of Zelda, just made mm-hmm. of water. And in the book. The Astrozoans are kind of like those starfish from the that uh, Suicide Squad movie. Just like walking, sentient starfish. In the comic book, they were called Suffus. Suffus. Yeah, Selkath, that's a, that's a Star Wars thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, Selkath was Knights uh, of the Old Republic. Mm. You hated those because they sounded like water. I hated them. <laughs> I hated them it, so much. It was a good decision to play a Paizo game, though. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, I guarantee you there's good bones here. I just yeah. did not do the work necessary to uncover them. Also, like, I'm a very, like, low-level DM. I like I, I DM, like, low-level stuff a lot of the times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Starting y'all at 6 and how 6 just, like, ramped the mm-hmm. hell up really put me out of my element. Okay, okay, yeah, that's, so, I know that there's, like, a huge debate in TTRPG circles where people have, like, really hard opinions about whether they prefer Pathfinder slash Starfinder to D&D, mm-hmm. um, and I'm definitely one of those, like, I'm begging you to play other games types when it comes to D&D, and I like to shit on D&D because, you know, it's, tactical flavor RPG is not my favorite kind, but, like, this movie appreciate D&D a little bit. Maybe oh, yeah. a, maybe a lot a bit. Maybe a lot. Mm. Um I think this maybe like you're saying Starfinder is maybe good for like a long huge campaign where you treat it like your damn full-time job to like make this stuff. And maybe it's fun if you level up more, or commit to the details, which you can't do with this show. And like you said, you like to keep it low level, which I like mm. actually very very much respect and also agree it can be fun. But like to D&D's credit, uh it has cool stuff at low levels and you can mm-hmm. play it at low level and D&D is actually kind of modular you can play a short campaign with it or you can go you know 40 fucking years with it mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. like i feel like starfinder didn't have any options for doing that and like i i also felt like starfinder didn't give me anything cool to do and i didn't have options yeah. for doing cool things and like i don't know in, yes. in D&D like when i roll that die i feel like i'm a fucking wizard shooting my fireballs I want my mm. dice, and I feel it. And I didn't feel like I was a cool space ranger shooting my cool space gun. Um, yeah. And like, I do yeah. not, so, I do not think that's Alex's fault. And I would say if I did, right? I was just about to say I think Alex did a really good job of giving us cool space uh-huh. guns. <laughs> yeah, but the cool and, stuff like, even he had to hack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the cool stuff that we had, Alex did a good job of giving us that. But like without that like we couldn't do any cool stuff we had the extra and items yeah, some I of mean, it we fudged a little bit yeah, <laughs> i i, I mean y- y'all had you had some cool stuff y'all just forgot to use them yeah i used the jumpy boots on the very last episode and <laughs> we there was the there was the stasis field i never used there was the rebreather that i never used i think there was a lot to this i'm going to say i'm the opposite i've played a lot being alex's wife wife my wife <laughs> um we've played a lot of D. We've played a lot of fifth edition, three point five, four, uh, four, right? What's all the fourth edition? edition. Fourth edition, yeah. yeah, fourth edition. Dabbled this in five-y. feels 
exactly the same to me. I know it probably like mm-hmm. don't hate me, but that's no. that's how I feel like playing this. I was like, oh yeah, I get this. I've played a lot of other kinds of tabletops, and I'm totally lost. Like the what was it? The Star Wars D and D. I'm just like I have I have to get Alex to like help me because I just don't even know how to do my rolls. And this one, I'm like, oh yeah, I got you know D twenty. Heck She's yeah. referring to the uh, Fantasy Flights Star okay. Wars game that had the weird dice with like the symbols that you had to compare and mark they, off. They love using their own dice, don't they? Oh, God, they awful. love using their it own dice. Awful. Yeah, but, you know, there's like a generic version of that now. Oh yeah. But yeah, um, it's just a very com- being from D and D and then going into Starfinder. It was very comfortable for me. Well, they have a lot mm-hmm. of the same bones since mm-hmm. uh, the They're people split, that make right? Path. Who people that made Starfinder and uh, Pathfinder uh, split from Wizards of the Coast uh, with they're uh, like three point five, I think it was. They're like the um, Don Bluth and Disney, like they they didn't care for how uh, Wizards was going with uh, with all the stuff they were doing for Fourth Edition, and in a lot of ways they were right because Fourth Edition was like I liked Fourth Edition as just like a game set. It was weird, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so they they didn't like the kind of directions that Wizards of the Coast was going to, and, like, you know, no one can blame for that. So they they broke off and made Pathfinder, which was just, like, 3.5 on crack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was basically the same thing. And, like, 3.5 was already kind of busted by the time they did it anyways. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not an expert on that or anything, so mm. I won't say too much about that. But, you know, Starfinder, I will, I will play you again in the future, and I, I will strive to do it better. And, um... And hopefully not for a podcast. Man, one thing one <laughs> thing that's worth saying, uh, it's a beautiful book. Oh, it's gorgeous. And it's like, got a lot I, of really cool art in it. That really, I think, is a success in and of itself. Like, it is worth having mm-hmm. on your shelf just for how good this book is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's even written pretty well. Like, I feel oh, like yeah. the cross-referencing and stuff was really good. Like, I didn't feel lost in the book as complicated as it was. Mm-hmm. It just it was very, it's very it. <laughs> easy to index through. Mm-hmm. So so many so many prices. Like production value wise, very good. Let us move on to casting. Mm, that's my favorite part. <laughs> All right, uh, we're gonna start with uh, let's start with Jensi this time. Jensi, how would you cast? Well, really anybody, but let's let's hear who you would cast uh, Valerian as specifically. So um, I'm stealing this one. Nice from crime. Sir Drawfuls, huh? Crime. Yeah, crime. Crime. <laughs> he said Elliot Page is Valerian, and yes. Oh, yeah. That's a nice pull, really yeah. Good. Elliot Page is Valerian. That's who I would cast. I like Elliot You'd Page. still have that yeah. great intensity, but done a lot better. Not in a creepy way. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Do you have anyone else you'd, you'd like to cast, Jensi, before we move on? Anyone you're feeling strongly in your b- bowels? Yeah. Uh, maybe not my bowels, okay. but you know who I would specifically not cast? <laughs> Come <is> on. Ethan <laughs> Hawkman. <laughs> who? Ethan Hawk. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just, just putting that out there. Just, just Ethan just Hawk. You don't there. get to be Ethan Hawkman. <laughs> I will put that in my notes. All right. Uh, no, I want to hear who, what what other people say about ben. it. I don't want to cast them. Ben, let's hear from 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 Laureline herself. I actually labored over this a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I I'm gonna go with uh, Natalia, Natalia, Natalia Na- Dyer, Natalia. 
Uh, oh. Probably known for Stranger Things. Like, I don't know what else mm-hmm. she's been in, but she's Nancy on Stranger Things. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I, I like Alex's that. pretending to be surprised, even though he knew I was doing this. <laughs> I actually didn't. I didn't. I remember you talking about okay. Nancy earlier, but I, I don't think I put it together. <laughs> That's who you're Well, picking. I told you months ago. Uh, <laughs> um, Listen, I don't remember okay, things. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, it's not actually important, I think, to cast someone that looks like her from the comics. Natalia Dyer does kind of, though, just happens to. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But then we know that she looks good with a gun, too. So, good actress. Uh, has that, And she kind of has that same, like, I like Cara Delevingne's, like, furrow-browed intensity. And I feel like Natalia Dyer still has that. Mm-hmm. But would be better for this. My other my other instinct is, uh, you know, I did the French accent to kind of like, uh, you know, pay homage to its French roots. Find a good French actress. Yeah. You know, um, mm-hmm. actually, oh, my God. Um, another good pick might have been uh, I was like, I don't know any French actresses. I don't know any good French actresses. Um, uh, but uh, Immortality, this game that just came out, Immortality, this FMV game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Manon Gage is like the main actress, the main character in that. She's French and she's pretty great. So Wait. maybe she would have been good. Nice. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know about anyone else. Like, yeah, nothing else ever hit me. Like, yeah, just mm-hmm. just keep John Goodman as that guy, as Egon Suris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. cut that character entirely. I don't know. I thought he was a good character. He was he, cool. He was it cool. Been it, cool. No, no, he, he was cool. If they I, had brought him back. Yeah. Right. And you did that. Yeah. Which was good. And maybe yeah. that's why it felt like in the movie that whole first part just was not very necessary. Maybe. But also, like, that's all that movie and that comic are, is those, like, string of, like, cool set pieces. Definitely. No, I'm glad we got to see more of him and Bob. I lo- oh, yeah, Bob. I loved Bob in the trailer, and I was so sad mm-hmm. when that was literally all you see of him. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like, what was that That, that actor <laughs> looked really cool in all that makeup and... The one line he Man. has in the movie, so it would have been great to see more of him. Alex, do you have a casting for Bob? I I do, but I'm gonna let okay, uh, no, no, Jeanette. Then, I, then I'm not gonna try to labor over it. I'm gonna let Jeanette go on with uh with Bubble. Jeanette, let's hear what you have for Bubble. So my my I think you asked me about this, and it was pretty easy. Uh, my first choice, I think, would if I was going to change the character, it would definitely be the actual Queen of Tennessee, Dolly Parton. <laughs> uh, she is she just like that's you what did. I modeled the character I modeled the character a little bit and made it a little bit more like her but honestly mm. I think Rihanna did such an amazing job in the movie I think she kind of like I was kind of like scoffing like uh, another pop singer in a in a movie role but she did amazing and I don't want to I wouldn't want to take did. that away from her so I would cast yeah. Rihanna again hey if I can keep Bob Hopkins as Mario you can keep Rihanna as Bubble. Absolutely, like she's nice. good I think job, a, Rihanna. Such a good choice. I think there's a precedent for that mm-hmm. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Whoever, right. whoever thought that that uh, that we should not keep people was just dumb. That person is just an idiot. Yeah, yeah. who was yeah. that person? Gen C. <laughs> what? It was not me. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Got him. <laughs> All right. So I guess it's my turn. Who yeah. who would you like me to cast? Let's make this Bob. a game. Well, say Bob. Yeah, Bob. And I feel like you got to do Octobar at least. I do have to do Octobar oh, and, and, or Mal. And Mal. Mal. Yeah, I, I wonder who Mal. Mal is. I think 
It's cool. You know who I would love to see as Mao, honestly? Um, Michelle Yeoh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because Michelle you know, is amazing. And uh, if you have not seen everything everywhere all at once, please do. Giving her yes. a break from martial arts. Just give her a break from martial arts. Let her be like this just like oddly political scientist lady. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, we, we've done we've done Mao. Uh, I believe mm-hmm. I heard someone wanted Bob. Yeah. Uh, I actually have an amazing cast for bob i think and i i i had it i played around with this person playing octobar mm. um but then i thought about it and i was like no when y'all mentioned bob he would be perfect for bob and that is benicio del toro <laughs> oh who i love nice. can he do funny voices he 100 percent can nice i have one the king of the Astrozoans. I forgot. What name did you give him? Do you remember offhand? Can you say, oh, it, say it one more time it for was us, Alex? something stupid. Let me look at it. Um, it was Torimbo. It was Torimbo. I'll never forget you it. You know who I had in mind when, when you kind of introduced him? Maybe Let's it, hear it. Uh, Theoden, when he's possessed, but good. Whatever that, okay. whatever that, I, that actor, I, I looked him up, but I don't. Who plays him? Yeah, the only other thing I know he's in is the, the Titanic. He plays like the captain of the the boat. I didn't know if is it the, the same you know, actor when about. he's the the titular Titanic, if you Bernard will. Bernard Hill, the eponymous Titanic. Bernard Hill. That's what it said. That's what I guess. At least the the one when he's cleaned up. I don't know if he's the same actor that plays the the possessed one. I'm sure, it possibly, but a hundred percent. Oh, and. That just that just gave me my my octo bar. Oh wow. Okay, I got it. Are you all ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are yes. you all ready for this? Yes. All right. It's it's another uh, Luke Besson favorite. Been in a, in a good bit of his movies. Gary Oldman. Mm. Oh. Mm. I feel like that's he would cheating. be a, <laughs> he joking. would be a good turncoat. <laughs> he usually plays extremely good characters or extremely bad characters. Yep. He you, he runs the spectrum. You are you are allowed the A-lister this time. He's he's amazing. I can do what I want. <laughs> I mean you're replacing Clive Owen. Yeah. Who mm. is considered get, an A-lister. Get that hack out of here. Is he is he he's an Clive A-lister, Owen's right? An A-lister? <laughs> Not he anymore. was for about five minutes. Yeah, he, he really was. was. And then he kinda like disappeared yeah. and then he showed up again for five minutes of Valerian and then disappeared again. <laughs> he was he he had that, that moment in the Mid two thousands, where he was in, he was in. Uh, yeah, he was, he was King, King Arthur. Arthur. He was in Shoot 'Em Up. He was in Children uh, of Men. His Children Magnum of Opus. Men. He was in uh, Sin City. He was he was in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Shoot 'Em Up. And was then a he kind of just then he kind of just stopped. Yeah, he got he and got he, he got Sam Worthington. <laughs> and then he did Valerian. Yeah. Yep. He's like, <laughs> I need to buy another castle. And then some idiot cast him as Indiana Jones. I don't. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I like Clive Owen. He's all right. Clive Clive Owen's a good dude. I, uh, no, no disrespect. I've had he was to... good. He was actually kind of good in the movie. Oh yeah. I I've I had to defend so him because of his role in Sin City a lot, but I actually liked him in Sin City, and a lot of people I didn't like him. Like in him. Sin City too. Sin City stresses me out. I he was in Sin City too. 
I didn't say oh, I never saw Sin City too because I heard it was bad and I loved the first movie too much. Yeah. Anyway, I also I never watched the second one. I haven't either. Maybe it should be when on the I list. Said I love Sin City too. Yeah, I meant I love it's... Sin City also. I know. I. I know. <laughs> um, apart from that, the only other person I'd cast would be Ethan Hawkman as Ethan Hawk. <laughs> the other way around. No! Do you mean the other way around? No, I mean like oh, Ethan okay. Hawkman would play Ethan Hawk in the right. movie. Stuffed into a human suit. <laughs> yeah. Just a big bird man just be like <laughs> I like clams and the piano. You sound just like Ethan Hawk. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh man. A lot of fun character work in this this particular Shazam. Yeah. Well, you expanded on characters and then you made new ones. What what's some mm-hmm. of the after after the movie like this person's doing this and like what is what's oh, Jonathan boy. doing now? Jonathan, yeah, Jonathan uh Jonathan died of his wounds. Oh. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I'm getting now. I uh, know I really I really wanted Jonathan to die. Um but then <laughs> We wouldn't let then, you. It, here, here comes here comes Laureline, like, oh, let me just roll, like, 50 on my medical check. And they're like, well, I guess he has to live now because <laughs> of these st- stupid numbers in this game. Okay, but that's Starfinder's fault because I was fucking invincible. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, sometimes I would roll a 2 and get, you know, a 17. We got pretty, <laughs> we got pretty bloody. That last battle was pretty intense, like... I came pretty I close. Did, I I ramped I ramped up the numbers like that whole like spray thing. I was just making up numbers. I was like, oh, <laughs> this one does. Yeah, that'll be half of Jeanette's health. Oh All my right. god, it's don't, so harsh. Don't tell the audience that. I don't Y'all, know. I cheated so much in this game. <laughs> please, don't, I, please, please don't tell like, our audience how much we play Calvin Ball when we make these things. <laughs> usually, usually we don't. But in this one, like certain things had to happen. It, it, um, I full on denied Jency a, a natural twenty. Oh yeah, and you'll hear that in the in the bloops. Yeah, it was um, it was when they're covered in the goo, and they're like, oh, let me make a a, a, a roll to like see if I can resist it, and they were like nat twenty, and I was like, oh cool, I'm not giving you that roll. <laughs> no, I I like I appreciated it because the first battles they were like, okay, well we're just walking right through this. And mm-hmm. then the final battle, it felt like we actually had stakes. Like, I was like, yeah. oh, shit, I might die. And I don't want, mm-hmm. you know, the king to die, and I don't want uh, Jolene to die. And so I'm like, there were actual, literally, stakes on the table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I debated on killing the king, too. Uh, but, again, he made his rolls, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, you didn't you didn't cheat those? I didn't cheat those, no. I just cheated you, Jensi. <laughs> oh, oh. I see. But yeah, uh, anybody else y'all want cast? Yeah. Yeah. The little, um, those the, are my favorites. The carpet De- Demario was uh, Demario was uh, Channing Tatum. Yeah, it'll have to... Re- so Demario is a dude? I mean, not necessarily. Okay. What about... Channing Tatum's, Channing Tatum's a, a versatile actor. What about the carpet salesman? What about the Flargoldson seller? What? I, you know the one the like the pottery the weird pottery I don't remember what it was called. Oh, the 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 pot the the plate <laughs> guy. That guy was funny. <laughs> oh man, we had so I many fun characters. All about that guy. Uh, that guy's Wallace Shawn. 
Yeah. Hundred percent. Uh Jeanette, you wanted to know about the carpet salesman? Yeah. Do you know that have y'all seen according to Jim? Shit. No. With I'm Jim sure. Belushi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of it. No. Do you know his like quote unquote brother? Yeah. Yeah, the blonde, dude, the blonde guy. The blonde the guy. The blonde guy. I imagine him as it. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. I thought of someone who's also like they do they're kind of famous for doing weird voices, and that's Alan Tudyk. I do love me some Alan Tudyk. <laughs> he would be ca- the weird. Are we allowed to cast system. people twice? Was he already someone? He was I, Gino. Oh, oh, we cast oh, him as yeah. Gino. I mean, I don't see why not. That's a right. different series. I'm not saying we can't. I'm just one asking. They're allowed to have yeah. two jobs. He often does that. I mean, Simon Pegg's usually in like 15 different things, little little things. He didn't. He didn't like fucking retire after wreck it, Ralph. <laughs> yeah. Trying to think of who I could cast as the big market guy. Oh yeah, these are such minor characters. He didn't even have a name. <laughs> uh, Sasha Baron no, he, Cohen. No, he did. I imagine Sasha Baron Cohen. I was gonna. I was gonna do Kevin Hart. That would be good too. Oh. Just cameos. Very different. Just people. someone energetic. Energetic. <laughs> really extremely, are. extremely different. Uh, yeah, people. but they're both very energetic. They're I both. Guess they're very both energetic. comedians. They're both comedians. They're both yeah. very energetic. But yeah. Some somebody somebody cast Jonathan real quick. Oh. Um, the guy that's in all of James Gunn's movies, the skinny guy. Oh. You got it. Uh, the big market uh, guy was named Tazit. Mm. Oh, Tazit. Oh, uh, you know what? I remember that now. I don't, but I'm going to pretend I do. Anyways, moving on to audience retcons. This is the chance where we let you, the audience, get your retcons in. And uh, we're, we're going to go down and we're just gonna, we're going to read some of these. Jensi, why don't you read the one from Michael Shreves? Okay, Michael Shreves says, I mean, it's like 90% casting, right? Like, I'll admit the plot gets rather convoluted and there are a lot of pointless diversions, but that's not why I wasn't engaged. Michael Shreves, I 100% agree with you. It is it's just the castings. I don't know. See? Well, hold on. I say that. No, I, I agree in a lot of ways. I do, too. 100%. Jeanette, why don't you hit us with Dungeoneering with Jason from Instagram? Dungeoneering with Jason from Instagram says different lead actors would be a good start. I promise you don't all say that. that. They, every yeah. one of these says the exact same thing, audience. I mean, that was yeah. the ben, big problem. Why don't, you, why don't you prove us wrong with Sir Droffles yeah. the Fourth? So, so Sir Droffles the Fourth, which is the same Sir Droffles we talked about earlier. His real name is Eddie Jensen. He's the artist for the webcomic Grapple Seed. He says, I just wanted to, them to build the entire movie around the dimension switching gun at the start because that was cool as shit. That was a really fun, yep. uh, fun scene. It was a cool idea. I tried to keep a little bit of that in <laughs> the... Uh... You kind of forgot. <laughs> I kind of did forget at various points. I'm like, oh, yeah, you guys are in a different dimension. Blah, we'll fix that. You have a, a spray that you put on your guns that allows them to go into the other dimension. Dimensional spray. Uh, well, which was the thing in the movie, but then I switched it to like, no, they just they have a switch so they work in other dimensions. Uh, it was lazy writing by me, but hey, that's what we're here for, baby. <laughs> I will read from Don Strong. Weirdly, I love this movie exactly as it is, filled with wooden performances and broken ideas and everything. It's my go-to example for a great movie that isn't very good, because Luc Besson's commitment to it is obsessive to a point of audacity. It's a true everything plus the kitchen sink movie. There's always one. 
Mm-hmm. Did you did you hear me stumble over the audacity of it? The audacity. The audacity. I was like, that can't be it. That's what I'm using to record this. But no, <laughs> that's what it was. By the way, it was Sean Gunn. I couldn't. Rem- I can't believe I, his brother, his fucking mm-hmm. brother. Oh, Sean Gunn. Yeah, that's who I was talking about earlier. That's the skinny guy that's in all James Gunn movies, and it's because they're brothers. So. Yeah, that would, I was going be to a say pretty good... you mean his brother, but then we just kept doing yeah. it. Sorry, Stupid. I couldn't let that go without saying that guy's name. It's okay. Uh, Jitsi, take us home with uh, the advert from Mr. Universe. Mr. Universe from Discord and several interesting tech podcasts on modern.technology. A.K.A. Rob. Says, yeah, we love him. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, is Make a Different Movie a valid rehash suggestion? If I were 2010's Luke Besson, I'd have just made something else explicitly in the Fifth Element universe instead of this. Maybe no Lilo or Corbin Dallas, but a Screechy, complaining phone call from Corbin's mom would have been welcome. (laughs) Perhaps the further adventures of Aziz, now grown up and no longer reflecting light for a living. Or the follow-up everyone surely wants to see. And here, Ruby Rod against the Galactic Crime League. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of talk about this being a spiritual successor to Fifth Element and it being an adaptation of one of the things which inspired Fifth Element. And I feel like a lot of the audience went in expecting a thing more like the other thing. It's like if in 1980, instead of doing Empire Strikes Back, George Lucas had made a big-budget adaptation of the old Commando Cody serials, which had partially inspired Star Wars in the first place. Yeah. Take a breath. I 100% agree, Mr. Mm-hmm. Universe. This I wanted it so much to be Fifth Element 2, because the Fifth Element is legit my favorite movie. Mm. Bar, bar none. I just Everything about that movie I love. And oh man, it disappointed me so much that this is what we got. Do you do you mean you literally wanted a sequel to it? Like spiritual successor was not good enough for you? No, no, I think a, a spiritual success, uh, a, a spirit, yes, a <laughs> like a spinoff, a, a spiritual successor would have been just fine. Uh, it, it didn't need to be Fifth Element two, but I wanted it to be the exact same movie. If that makes any sense, I think he really thought it was. When he was yeah. done with it, is the thing. This they, they, had, they had a lot of the same plot beats. Like there's even a part in both of them where a blue alien performer dies tragically in the like service of the plot. Yeah. Well, and I know I keep yeah. saying this, but visually it looked a lot like the Fifth Element yeah. with some graphic up- upgrades. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, Fifth Element yeah. was it's just a good flick. I love it. I'm gonna go watch it after we're done here. Yeah, let's just. We should have watched. I should watch that before doing this. Not Fifth <laughs> Element. It's just been like, yeah, I love Valerian. I love the part where he's doing the noodle bar at his window. Oh yeah. <laughs> Wait, was that the other movie? I don't know. I don't know why I have a southern accent in the other universe. Oh. But well. But well, that's all I have to say about Valerian and Laureline in the city of a thousand planets. I, for one, am I'm real glad we're putting this one to bed. Good night, sweet Me prince. Too. Good night, the movie that possibly birthed our podcast. I know, yeah. We will never forget your importance in that particular venue. It's weird, because mm-hmm. my life might be worse if this movie didn't exist. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Ben, why don't you uh, take us home with what's coming up in Roleplay Redcon news? We have a lot of stuff coming up. Um, for, you, for most of you, uh, I think. Maybe uh, a lot of you. Uh, the next episode is a recording of a live show we did in our Discord. If you missed that, you still get to hear it. Um, we did the Country Bears using Honey Heist. 
depending on how our release schedule goes out, we'll either do a rehash on that for Patreon or we'll put on the feed, probably Patreon though. Um, and yeah. that's where we'll keep all of our we'll keep all of our feelings inside right now about how this movie is actually really, really funny. <laughs> yeah. The jokes are so good. Jensei, have you watched that yet? No, no, I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> we need to get you on that because really I think good. you would adore okay. this movie. Yeah, before we do okay. the live show last week. <laughs> oh, whoops. Anyway, um, that's just one episode, though. After that is, uh, you know, uh, between our big series, we do a one shot uh, like we did with uh, Meet Dave and the Bodyguard. Um, this time we're going to do uh, Small Soldiers. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love uh, that movie. It had a little charm. There's, <laughs> there are also some I good things. I hate that movie. Yeah, the, I love that movie. The, honestly, the little animatronics and stuff hold up, uh, but otherwise, no, I didn't care. But anyway, back when we started, uh, th- this game maker that makes some fucking awesome RPGs called Wannabe Games made a game like for us to use to remake Small Soldiers, and we haven't done it. <laughs> It's been like four years and we haven't done it. So we're going to finally do that. It's called Some Assembly Required. It's this one-page RPG where you play as toys. Um, and Jess from Wannabe Games is going to be our guest star. We haven't recorded that yet, but it's hoping to do that here in the next week or two. And then after that, Jensi, what are you doing? I am doing Phantom of the Opera. The Phantom of the Opera is here. More details on that to come. Um, but you are free to speculate wildly on Twitter in the meantime. Why would we be doing Phantom of the Opera? That's so weird for us. That's so weird for us. Why would we be doing that? So mysterious. I have so no mysterious. idea. I haven't seen it. I'm going in blind. Blind is Cincy and I very bl- much are not. <laughs> blind blind I, is I a, know why I'm doing this. Blind is a phantom. Um eh? are phantoms blind? Eh? <laughs> I, I don't know. There's got to be some, right? <laughs> I mean, sure. Yeah. yeah. I don't think like as a rule, though, no. <laughs> Finally, I'd like to say goodbye to Jeanette, <laughs> a.k.a. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, that's how I have it written in the outline, but. <laughs> You're married. <laughs> that's your Bye, wife. Jeanette, we will nev- see never see you again. See yeah, you really never. It was nice. You have to get this... dropped onto the island where all of our former guest stars go to live the rest of their lives. Yep. A little behind the scenes, this podcast has destroyed our marriage. <laughs> oh, and no. yeah, it's all it's all your fault. I can visit for roleplay retcon con. <laughs> but no, we are saying goodbye to my wife Jeanette. For a from a podcast standpoint, from the series, oh. I don't know. She's been on it before. She may be on it again. I'm the, I'm the role I, play. I rec- guarantee you. I'm the role play retcon roadie. I'll be back. She'll she'll be back. She'll be in the background, laughing at me, <laughs> and just the things that I do. Or your cats. It's sometimes hard to tell. It says here I make to make sure to talk about Illustrate Tober. Let's let Jeanette talk about Illustrate Tober. Jeanette, what are you doing this year for your Illustratober? So I guess I'll explain what Illustratober is. It's just a, there's a social media phenomena where everybody draws an, a piece, an, an ink piece or whatever digital drawing every day in the month of October. And every, every day. Sometimes I follow the lists. There's all these lists that fly around that people do. Some people do like Halloween-tober. There's Horror-tober. There's all these different kinds where you can follow, a, you'll get a prompt for each day. And I've sometimes followed that. I've done tarot cards. I've done 
The tarot uh, cards were so a good. lot of uh, Norman Rockwell parodies. Those are a lot of fun. And this Those year, are my favorites. I'm kind of doing something special for my husband. Hi. And I'm doing. Wait, 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 wait. Who? My husband. There it's not as go. it's not as cool. It's not as cool. <laughs> um, Sorry, but this year I'm doing kind of a comic. Uh, every day it's a a new panel for this comic that is uh, Star Goblins, and it's just Star Goblins. Some goblins, like I made some characters up, and I've got them kind of going on an ad- a space adventure, and I have no idea where it's going. But every day I have to set aside time to draw a piece. And um, I'm excited about it. So, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm ink.spitter on Instagram. I actually just started a TikTok to do the... I do... um, uh, Time-lapse. Time-lapse videos of my drawing. So you'll see where I start the Mm -hmm. sketch, and I ink it, and then I do the coloring from start to finish on my TikTok. My TikTok is ink underscore spitter. And if you find one, you can find the other, so... If you're interested in that, you can find me there. And nice. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Jeanette has also done our roleplay retcom emblem and a lot of other cool stuff for us in that vein. So everyone, when you get a chance, give Jeanette a round of applause. And some money. <laughs> yeah. Throw her like a dollar. I don't know. Buy me a coffee. <laughs> Buy me a coffee. Uh, this also marks a uh, a final goodbye to our our buddy Ben Prunty whose soundtrack has graced us through this entire series it's been it's been real nice it's been magical yeah he I, also has to go to the island unfortunately <laughs> yeah Bye, sorry Ben, ben. Prunty. I listen to his music regularly so when I hear the music on the podcast I'm like am I Am I listening to a podcast or am I listening to my music? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't, rem- if you have, if you haven't heard me say it twenty thousand times during this series, uh, Ben Prunty is a composer, musician, genius who does music for games like Enter the Breach, Faster Than Light, FTL. Um, he did the music for. One of the swimmy around games, Subnautica Sub Zero, Subnautica Sub Zero, which is the second one, not the first one, not the first one, Sub Zero. Yeah, and you can find all his music on Bandcamp, and it's super cool, and you should you should give him a listen. You can actually get this is his pinned tweet. You can get his soundtrack to to the game uh, Into the Breach uh, for free on SoundCloud. Well, then I'm heading to SoundCloud right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the music we used was from an album called uh, Chromatic, Chromatic T- T-Rex. And just like, hey, just to give you like a pro tip, like we asked him for permission because uh, we just always do. But mm-hmm. that album is just cool for anyone to use if you give him proper credit. Yeah, just just shoot him an email. Be like, hey, can I use this music? And he'll be like, yeah, dog, whatever. All right. Well, thank you all again for joining us here at this this rehash episode of Valerian and Laureline in the City of a Thousand Planets. And from all of us here at Roleplay Retcon, I want to wish you a goodbye kisses. Bye kisses. Goodbye. Oh, well, dang it. You have to say it last, though. I mean, I will when everybody says goodbye. I say goodbye. Bye, y'all. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye kisses. Bye kisses. Bye kisses. Hey, Jensie. Stinky. Hey, Jensie. 
Hey, I, hey, Alex. I edit hey. this, so bye kisses. Bye kisses! No, I'm going to cut that. This is why I don't have a thing. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.